It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip on Instagram. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 541 of Locked on Raptors for Friday, June 28th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked on Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got the Locked on NBA show covering you every single day on all the free agency nonsense that's going on. And if you find a show on the network that you want to support, please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Himalaya, wherever it is you get your podcasts. It's very, very appreciated if you would please do that. All right. On today's show, we are joined by someone who is very much caught up in the Kawhi Leonard, Clippers, Raptors, apparently Lakers nonsense, uh, a returning guest of the show. It is uh, from Clips Nation. Clips is that the, the Clips Nation's the site, right? Am I wrong? Yep. That's okay, correct. so you guys are the ones who commissioned the billboards, correct? Right. <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely we we have the money. We have our full money to pay for that. <laughs> the voice you hear is Robert Flom. How's it going, man? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm as you call it, the is getting overwhelming at times, but uh, I'm I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, you know, it's that time of year. I think it's the, like the nine days, ten days between the draft and free agency is too much. It's too much time for scuttlebutt mm-hmm. and rumors and uh, angsty Twitter arguments. Uh, so we're getting close to the to the moment of truth, and I thought it'd be good to have you on to sort of talk about the Clippers side of this Kawhi saga and maybe slander the Lakers a little bit because it's getting weird, man, and it's getting almost like. 
for some reason, the Clippers and Raptors, two teams who, who should really have never had any history together, it's kind of turned into, like, blood wars between the Raptors and Clippers, like, at least their fans and their even their media, and it's it's unsettling. I don't like it. It's, it's too much. Uh, what are your thoughts on how everything sort of transpired the last week or so as the Kawhi decision seems to come closer and closer every day, and it seems like everyone is, like, certain their team is getting him, and it's causing people to be very, I think, volatile and uh, angsty when, when they talk about it. Yeah. I hate it. Like, it's just so <laughs> annoying. I mean, you know, the, the Twitter acrimony is kind of upsetting to me because I've been mutual followers for lots of Raptors people on there for years and years. I mean, you included, but plenty of other people as well. I've generally really gotten along, and I think other Clippers Twitter people have as well with members of Raptors Twitter. I think generally most people would agree they are not two of the fan bases that cause a lot of the angst and... Uh, <laughs> drama on NBA Twitter <laughs> and uh, just seeing those two fan bases go at each other kind of in the past especially in the past couple weeks has been just really upsetting and annoying <laughs> I just wanted to stop like in the end you know like we all care a lot about this stuff this is why we write about it and talk about it and you know we're fans whatever but in the end like it's really just basketball Kawhi Leonard is going to make the decision he makes not a single fan is going to have any impact whatsoever on the decision and I, I could not agree more that everybody feels so confident about this. You know, <laughs> Clip, I know so many Clippers fans who are like, he's definitely coming. He's for eight months now. And it's like, I don't, I don't know, maybe they're hearing things I'm not. It, it's possible. Um, but they're all so confident now. I think in the past couple weeks, Raptors fans have actually gotten confident, which I must say I actually kind of like from a <laughs> fan base that historically has been like woefully underconfident in everything. Um, you know, like I like kind of seeing that swagger, but um, it's been it's been a little weird. And then, of course, Lakers. As soon as the Lakers got mentioned by anybody semi reputable, the Lakers fans just came in with a full head of steam and are just <laughs> train wrecking everybody. And it's just it's not good. Like, yeah, I like I want Kawhi to come to the Clippers, but I can't. For Clippers fans in particular, I feel it's so weird that they're this emotionally invested. And a player who hasn't even played for them yet. Like, I understand for Raptors. Like, he just won you guys a championship. Um, you know, he played a whole year there. He's already one of the best Raptors in, you know, in team history. But for Clippers fans to get this, like, upset about a guy who's literally not worn the uniform yet, I just, I don't get it. Yeah, it does feel like, um, I don't want to say there's, like, a sense of entitlement or anything like that. Because that's reserved for Lakers fans mostly. Uh, but it does feel <laughs> like it's sort of been telegraphed it but that's the other thing too is like if there were actual concrete reports over the last year that like yes the clippers are the place for sure and it was like sourced and reputable like it feels like that hasn't really been a thing for a long time and yes the clippers have been like circulated whenever they're talking about Kawhi's decision obviously but it's never felt telegraphed to me maybe you feel differently but it does feel sort of weird that something that has been so sort of you know, just ethereal and not at all concrete it has been something that Clippers fans have sort of just, like, assumed is happening. And, I mean, yeah. I, I also like the confidence. I mean, Clippers fans, I mean, shit. Like, <laughs> if there's a franchise <laughs> who deserves to have a, a good-ass player play for them and potentially put them in the title contention, like, the Clippers have been through it, man. And I, I root for their fans. I, I like Clippers fans. And 
Uh, I agree. It's kind of gotten a little ugly the last couple days here. Maybe we're just like on Twitter and that's like it's always going to be like a hell site and it doesn't matter what's going on. It could be the happiest day and there's no free agency to talk (laughs) about and people will still be uh, angsty and mean. But it does feel like and I mean, I'm party to it. I mean, for the most part, I just clown on Lawrence Frank for being a creepy weirdo. But like other than that, it's like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I tweeted a thing about Lou Williams yesterday after he said all the stuff about Toronto that he said, which was weird considering he was upset he didn't get an offer from the Raptors when he left. But that's besides the point. Um, but like as soon as I did that, someone put it into like a moment and then a bunch of Clippers fans responded to me with like very very ardent Lou Williams defenses and stuff it was strange I don't know it just feels like it's very uh, is there a dog I like dogs what's going on with the dog uh, there is a dog okay my dog my street is very heavy on dogs <laughs> there are dogs everywhere I'm not There's complaining like that's we all need dogs on either side everywhere dogs um, are the answer to calming everyone's nerves right now I think probably uh. <laughs> yeah uh, Lucas uh, you know Lucas the other you know Clips Nation he would agree he's a huge dog guy uh, you know dogs we can all unite with dogs I guess you know Clippers fans Raptors fans we'll just get together we'll enjoy dogs <laughs> and uh, you know we'll be okay with Kawhi going wherever mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think it's I think it's weird and the stuff about him going to the Clippers I think this is what this is where it gets confusing because I think this is where you know it depends where you hear stuff from yeah so to my knowledge the Clippers were confident, extremely confident all year that they were going to get Kawhi. Um, and, you know, for people who get their information and sources or whatever from the Clippers, and this includes Clippers, you know, fans, not necessarily in the media, but people who've been around for a while who have season tickets, um, you know, they have gotten this confidence that's kind of seeped into them. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if they keep hearing from the Clippers, like, we're getting Kawhi, we're sure we're getting Kawhi, they also think they're going to get Kawhi, even if they have no real inside information whatsoever. Right. And I think, you know, that's the tricky part, which is that Kawhi Leonard and his camp have, to my knowledge, not said anything or revealed anything for ever, really. I think all the information in terms of, like, you know, oh, people think it's leaning towards the Clippers or the, the... Raptors, I don't think it has anything to do with Kawhi or Uncle Dennis or whomever. It's just all from the Clippers and Raptors and maybe some related parties who have their own personal confidence rankings. Maybe they have heard from Kawhi or, or you know, people in his camp. But it seems all very third-hand, whereas, like, we really haven't had one report that's just, like, Kawhi really wants to go back to L.A., or Kawhi, you know, has discovered that he loves living in Toronto. I don't blame him. I really like Toronto. I've been there a few times. I love it's a great city. <laughs> uh, if you stayed there, I would, I would understand. Um, you know, I don't think we've heard any of that. It's all just been like, I, I think the, you know, not to call him out, but like Chris Haynes had an article a few days ago where it was like, you know, rival executives around the league you know, think that Kawhi is strongly considering Toronto as, like, a favorite, and it's all these qualifiers and it's rival executives. Like, what does this even mean, really? (laughs) Uh, You know, there's been so much of that. And, like, Chris Haynes is one of the most plugged-in dudes in the league, and the report he had was, like, 99% fluff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's basically what we've been hearing. Like, you know, even these dudes like Woj and Lowe, who have, like, millions of sources and are really plugged in, 
low in particular, I know, is plugged in with both the Raptors and the Clippers, um, really have had not had anything super serious about this since, like, November? I don't yeah. know. Um, so I think it's, like you said, it's, like, all the speculation building up in third-hand sources, and everybody just becomes convinced that their side is the one to get him because their side is confident. What it says that every single team is confident they can get him is a different story. <laughs> uh, um, I, don't, I don't know how they all think that. At some point, one of them would be like, wow, we're, all, we're really not in Kawhi. Uh, but who knows? Um, yeah, it's, it's just been very, it's been a very strange saga. And the fact that the finals were what, like not even two weeks ago? I, I don't even know. Like he just <laughs> won a championship and it seems to have been forgotten about. And uh, even by some Raptors fans uh, from the state of Twitter were like getting super, like if the Clippers had won a championship two weeks ago, I would be in bliss. Like I would not care. Uh, like it would be very, very hard to upset me. Um, and it's just, it's like this whole thing and I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, I do think Raptors fans in particular got to calm down a little bit because, like, ultimately, the stakes are not nearly as high as they would be with a typical star free agent leaving because they just won a title. And, like, ultimately, yes, it will suck if he leaves, but also they have a title. And that is why you get him to begin with. And, like, I don't know. the, The thing you need to accomplish is done. And I think there's at least a grace period now of at least three or four years, I would think, where even if they sort of have to retool a little bit with a new team around Pascal Siakam with no Kawhi, it's going to be fine. And I feel like you can kind of trust Masai Ujiri will figure something out and make some other big swing in a year or two's time to Giannis uh, to change things around and sort of <laughs> and to sort of change the fortunes of the team. So yeah, like. It's it's been very strange, and I totally agree with you. And I've made the point on this podcast many times. Like, no one has inside info on Kawhi. I don't think a single insider has like a direct line to him. I don't even know if he has a phone. Like, he, like it's <laughs> like I don't I don't think anyone has anything on him. And I do agree. I think a lot of it's just like hearsay. And this was the reason why his injury stuff with the Spurs also went very unreported, is because or like the reporting was very Spurs favoring because. Mm-hmm. Everything was coming from the Spurs and nothing was coming from Kawhi because guess what? He's Kawhi. He doesn't really have to share anything. And I, I, it's not like he's LeBron where he has like handpicked four dudes who gets all who get all the scoops, right? Like he is himself and he does not really care. I think about like the whole media machine. He's not going to play into it. So I would agree. Any bit of information that comes out, 
is just like covered in grains of salt. There's so many. There's just it's just a salt bomb. Like it's all it is. Um, <laughs> so I'm with you there. I have a question for you. So the Clippers all season long have been sort of weird in how they've approached this Kawhi thing. Obviously, there were the reports yeah. of like Lawrence Frank just like hiding behind dumpsters in the ba- in the bowels of Air Canada Center, uh, and obviously we've seen the Clippers kind of boast pretty confidently all season long that they think they're getting him via the reports that you're talking about here. And then, you know, I, I don't think the Clippers are behind the billboards or anything like that, but the thirsty billboards are certainly a thing, and there was a Lakers one today, which obviously yep. trumps it all. But um, the as a Clippers fan, what are your thoughts on how the Clippers have gone about this? Is it, like, embarrassing to watch? Is it, like, to do whatever you got to do? Like, do you think it's, like, hurting their chances the way they've gone about it? It's very con- – like, it's just a, an interesting sort of – thing because i know as a raptors fan looking at how the raptors themselves have handled it it's like oh yeah they're doing exactly what i think they should be doing they're being pretty quiet they're like quietly confident they're not really like rustling feathers and they're not you know leaking stuff to the media really and yeah sure sure the fans have been weird and like snapping pictures of them all around but that has nothing to do with the team the clippers on the other hand have been much more out there with how with their pursuit what is that how's that being perceived by clippers fans such as yourself so I think the billboards have pretty universally been disliked by Clippers fans. <laughs> uh, I can pretty safely vouch that the team had nothing to do with that. Um, there's actually been kind of a weird, like, not search, because I'll be putting way too sharp a turn on it, uh, just to try to figure out who's actually doing it. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's not the team. It's just some fan. Um, my theory was actually that it's Magic Johnson trying to make the, the Clippers look bad and desperate when he's paying for all these Clippers billboards. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he's competent enough to do that. Um, so I, the Lawrence Frank thing is weird. Um, you know, I personally don't think that's, you know, the greatest look. But at the same time, like, you know, the Clippers front office is really smart. Um, they're some of the most highly regarded execs in the league and I don't think they'd be doing this stuff if they didn't think it would work I don't know why they would think it would work I don't know if they heard something about how Kawhi really likes to see just continued attention um, but you know it's um, it's really really weird I think that you know he did that and going to all the games I would not do that you know, I think the whole the Clippers' whole thing is that they're not LA, mm-hmm. and like you know that they're not going to put on all these flashy demonstrations and not going to hype up you know everything like that. Um, so to have that kind of outward direct attention seems a little odd to me. At the same time, I mean, this is Lawrence Frank. It's not like they're sending Magic Johnson around. <laughs> um, you know, it's Lawrence Frank. He's like smaller than I am. You know, he's very <laughs> self-deprecating. He's always talking about, like, how he's the dumbest guy in the Clippers front office. You know, it's not like he's, you know, taking Kawhi out in some weird, like, recruiting extravaganzas. Um, so, I, I'm not a huge fan personally, but at the same time, I think for them, it's that we are just doing what we need to do to get him. Uh, again, I'm not entirely clear on whether it's the smartest tactic, uh, but... Uh, I'm ultimately I'm fine with it. The billboard thing is ridiculous. I, <laughs> that I think might actually hurt more than helps. At least, if nothing else, just in terms of public perception, because people have been getting their jokes off on the Clippers. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it's um, it's just been very strange. And like, I don't want to have to do this ever again. It's like <laughs> like keeping tabs on Lawrence Frank and you know every little thing about Kawhi, like you know who he's shaking hands with. Like, is this actually a business agreement he's working with with like this? Was it like a cargo jet company or something? Like all these little pieces of minutia that like I really just don't give a shit about whatsoever. <laughs> like I don't want to ever have to monitor them ever again. Like I already don't really care. I already don't really think they mean anything, and it, it's just very, very long eight months. Yeah, um, and the past week has been like a lifetime. I just <laughs> like um... the draft was literally eight days ago and it feels like a month ago i i just don't know how many more days of this unfortunately it is only two more days so yeah. you know we're we're really close and then come the meetings and who knows what's going to happen with the meetings apparently the lakers get a meeting now uh which i know clippers fans are not too happy about and which i actually think i've seen a couple raptors people think the lakers are going to offer you know maybe they're going to come in at the last second and swoop uh so that adds more complications. And I think Clippers and Raptors fans can agree the Lakers getting him is the worst possible outcome. Oh, it would suck so hard. I also don't think it's going to happen. I think, like, the way Kawhi is wired from observing him for a year, I just can't see going to the Lakers and playing with AD and LeBron is, like, as being really his scene. Like, it just it doesn't yeah. really seem to jive with who he's at least portrayed himself to be. And, like, if he's trying to be, like, the New Balance guy and, you know, kind of have his own brand stuff going, like, playing next to LeBron and AD doesn't feel like the best way to sort of stand out. Like, the Clippers would make a lot more sense for that, obviously. And then, obviously, in Toronto, he puts a shirt on the New Balance site and it sells out in, like, three seconds. So, (laughs) it's working for him there. Um, You said you've been keeping tabs on everything he's been doing. Uh, What, like, have you been watching... Like, his goings-on around Toronto, have you been reacting to them? Were you concerned yesterday as a Clippers fan when you saw him wearing a Blue Jays jersey on his trip in Barbados? <laughs> uh, I've been vaguely aware. I'd say, honestly, keeping tabs is probably a bit too strong. Like, generally, I'll see stuff just because I'm on Twitter far, far too much for my own health. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, the Blue Jays thing, I really don't care about. Like, honestly, it's a cool jersey. Like, if I had a Blue Jays jersey, I'd rep that. Like, you know... I'd walk around L.A. wearing, like, a Blue Jays. I don't even know what jersey it was. You know, like a, a retro, like, Edwin Encarnacion jersey or something. like mm-hmm. <laughs> Or Jose Bautista. Like, you know, I'd wear <laughs> that around. Um, I don't I don't blame him. I, like, this, these are, like, the level of detail type things where, like, I really don't think it means anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I've, like, been keeping tabs, like, actively searching for this stuff. Um, you know, like, the, the Instagram thing, I think, again, it was, like, this cargo jet thing caused a huge stir in the Clips Nation comment section. It was the talk of the town for, like, two days. People kept linking to it on Twitter and Instagram and having all the spec... And, like, you know, you just see this stuff, whether you want to or not, and mostly I don't want to see it, um, but it is what it is. And, like, at this point, like, you know, if, if it's the little things that bring him back one way or another, you know, I think people understand because... You know, fans more than anybody should see that, like, you know, these little details are what really matter to fans. Mm -hmm. So they could be what matter to him, too. Like, you know, if him eating free meals in Toronto for the rest of his life is, like, really a secret, like, (laughs) like a huge thing to him. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't blame him. Like, I love food. Like, I spent most (laughs) of my life 
eating food or thinking about eating food. If a city offered me, especially a big city with lots of good food, offered me like free food wherever I go for the rest of my life, like that's a pretty big deal for me. Like, <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I don't think that will matter. But you know, it's these like nobody really knows. Again, it all goes back to the point that none of us knows what he's thinking or what he wants. Um, literally, nobody outside of Kawhi and maybe his immediate family and friend group have any idea what's really that important to him. Um, so, you know, if being, you know, this beloved figure in Toronto and being like this major, I don't know, would he be the biggest sports figure in Toronto history? Like, I, I don't know. Cause yeah, he's bigger than any Maple Leaf right now, I think, which is kind of hard, but he is. That See, that's crazy. Like, I, I lived in Michigan. You know, I know, like, that area. It's not that far away from Canada. Like, hockey is huge there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, for him to be bigger than, like, the Maple Leafs, is, that's, like, a big deal. Like, in L.A., he's still not going to be bigger than LeBron James if he's on the Clippers. He's probably not going to be bigger than Anthony Davis if he's on the Clippers. Right. Um, and being that historic figure in a really big, you know, really powerful city in some ways, like, that's... That should be a big deal to a lot of people. Maybe it is to him, maybe it isn't, and we don't know. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, if he ends up making a video where he commits to going to the Raptors wearing his Blue Jays jersey, like, I wouldn't even be mad. Like, (laughs) honestly, good for him, good for you guys. Like, that's awesome. Uh, And, like, yeah, I think at this point, I I hope most Clippers fans have been okay with him going back to Toronto. Um, You know, I know I have. I've said the entire year, basically, that I think Toronto was the best basketball situation for him, and that's probably the decision I would make. Uh, But, you know, what do I know? (laughs) Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the backup plan for the Clippers if it doesn't work? Like, if they don't get Kawhi this year, what is the plan? Because that's been one thing that's kind of been, like, puzzling to me is, and this kind of happens with all the teams that usually sort of clear out all their money to mostly the Knicks but like they clear out their money and try to (laughs) sign guys and then they don't get those guys like what happens next is always kind of fascinating and kind of volatile um like would the Clippers just go after like tier two guys like Kemba or would they sort of like just ride it out another year and be you know 500 ish or whatever Uh, I'm assuming they're going to lose some guys this summer because they have so many free agents right And, and that's sort of the the bargain you strike when you are setting yourself up to have cap space, but yeah, what's the what's the plan forward if they don't get Kawhi? I think this has actually been pretty well documented, and maybe it's a false trail laid out by the Clippers front office. Uh, but I'm pretty confident that they will not go after any tier B free agents. They have really not been tied to any of them. Um, I think what they would probably do is sign guys to one or two year deals. Maybe uh, I know old Raptors friend uh, Rudy Gay has been thrown out as a possible target. Um, and just try to keep things flexible for the next couple years. Um, whether they really mean it or not, they have said several times that 2021 was actually the year that they meant to go big in free agency, mm-hmm. and that them getting so good this quickly and their you know young guys kind of developing more quickly uh, and the development of Montrezl Harrell into this you know monster bench guy, all these things they didn't necessarily see, 
And, you know, them winning 48 games and making all this noise was not something they could have predicted a year or two years ago. And they were actually aiming for the summer of 2021 free agency, which is Paul George, Giannis, uh, Bradley Beal, all these other dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually the free agency they're really targeting. So my guess is that if they don't land Kawhi um, or KD, but I think the KD stuff is really dying down, um, that they're going to get a bunch of one or two year contracts, you know, decent role players who can keep them competitive um, while letting the young guys grow. And they're just going to try again in 2021. Um, but I think, you know, if Kawhi does return to Toronto, that along with Paul George in Oklahoma City should really drive home to teams that, you know, sometimes you just need to go out and make the trade yeah. and not just sit around waiting because, you know, Lakers exceptionalism, which works for the Lakers apparently just because, you know, <laughs> they're the Lakers. And because meritocracy is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I, this is a, a kind of off topic, but do you think the NBA would kind of be in a worse state um, if Kawhi goes to the Lakers than the whole KD going to the Warriors thing? Because whatever else you want to say about the Warriors, like at least they were a really competent, well-run franchise, and most of their team was built through like draft picks and smart trades. The Lakers just getting three of like the seven best players in the NBA just because they're the Lakers seems like it might be a worst omen for the rest of the league. I mean, I don't know. What would you think about that and just like Kawhi going to the Lakers I mean I agree it doesn't seem to be in character but like what do you think that that kind of says about like the, the NBA I guess if like all these competent teams like do their best and it just doesn't really matter oh yeah it would be the perfect uh summation of our world today but yeah it, <laughs> like it would it would be worse than any of them right it'd be worse than the Heat it'd be worse than the Warriors it'd be worse than the Celtics in the 2000s like it would be horrible I think I think it'd be kind of a disaster. And, like, people who have the gripes about, like, oh, it's so predictable, I think, you know, you could argue the last couple years maybe it wasn't so predictable. The Warriors, obviously, last year were amazing. This past season they had their issues and obviously they ended up losing it. And for them to go 3-2 and over those five finals, I think, speaks to there still being some unpredictability inherent to this kind of thing. But if you have the Lakers with Kawhi, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, like, that team walks to a title, and I don't think it's even close. I don't think that they even get challenged, and that's a bummer. I would really hope that doesn't happen. Yes, there will be some, like, fit issues, I suppose, that people will try to conjure up, but, like, yeah, I I don't know. I don't really think I would like to see that at all. I think it would be much worse than anything else we've seen, and I... It would suck. You're, t- you're totally right. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, God, thinking about that is horrible. And, like, how does that even get broken? Like, it just – it's not like a thing where the Warriors happened by accident, right? And, you know, there was all these sort of weird fortuitous mm-hmm. things that happened on the road to them being able to sign KD. And it's sort of irre- – like, you can't really replicate it. But this, like, you can replicate it, I guess, if you're the Lakers. And it's like, well, will this just be the case forever? Like – They'll just cycle in three top seven players every few years. Like, I don't know. I hope that's not the case. It would suck. It'd be very bad. The Lakers don't deserve to be good right now because they're a clown show. And Rob Palenka, for all of his moves he's made after the entire internet said, hey, do this thing, you idiot. Um, I I think he's an idiot. And I don't think he would be a deserving person to have this kind of team. And really, they had LeBron fall in their laps. Like, it would suck. Lakers fans yeah, are gonna go Infowars on us, but hey, whatever. <laughs> the Lakers fans Infowars thing is at once predictable and also just like really sad. Um, 
like they're trusting like all these random like internet like these tweeters and redditors it's like you know these guys are predicting that Kawhi will opt out of his deal it's like yes like we all know this you know (laughs) (laughs) we could have predicted this like a year ago he was gonna opt out um and sign a new deal like just, this is how it works. This isn't news at all. We've been operating as though he's a free agent because he's going to opt out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, the Lakers getting him would also make Twitter unbearable. And for as much as I've already kind of shat on Twitter in the past half hour, um, it is, like, where I get a lot of news and where I have conversations with, like, smart basketball people about things. And I don't know what Twitter would look like if the Lakers got Kawhi. Um, I know it would be really rough for Clippers people. It would probably also be pretty rough for Raptors fans uh, because Lakers fans, despite being the ultimate trumpeter of uh, rings, would <laughs> promptly forget about uh, the Raptors just winning a championship and it would just be very brutal. Uh, it, I don't know. Like I think, like I think I messaged you this yesterday. I think we're like a day away from Clippers fans getting so panicked about the Lakers getting. Kawhi that they're just going to start rooting for him to go back to Toronto. Like, I think this is a legitimate thing we're going to see very soon, uh, because like Clippers fans just dislike Lakers fans and the Lakers above all else. And again, like I think the acrimony on Twitter kind of bringing it full circle has been bad, but I think it's something that like in time will also go away. Like, you know, I think if Kawhi ends up returning to Toronto, I think most Clippers fans will see the legitimacy of that decision you know, Pascal Siakam is better than any player on the Clippers right now. Mm-hmm. He's younger than all the Clippers' best players. He has more upside than just about everybody on the Clippers. You know, maybe you could argue Shea Gildas Alexander. Um, and, like, you know, if he wants to go play with Pascal Siakam for the rest of his prime, like, I think most Clippers fans should be able to understand that. Uh, and, you know, Masai Ujiri, as you mentioned, is, you know, maybe the single best basketball executive of the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, there's a lot of reasons for him to go back to Toronto, and they're not, you know, these stupid Lakers reasons uh, of how LeBron got there, which is like, you can make Space Jam 2 and uh, <laughs> be in lots of commercials and advertisements and sell, like, a bajillion jerseys and shoes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just want it, you know, to be over. I want it to not be the Lakers. So I guess that's two things. Um but, you know, I really just hope that there's not a lot of Twitter and, and just elsewhere beef kind of between the Clippers and Raptors because I think it's all so silly. You know, Kawhi is like a grown adult making the decision that he and his family and, you know, close circle think is best for him. And it's their decision to make. It's nobody else's. You know, Clippers fans can't just be like, oh, but, you know, Los Angeles, you know, like maybe for Kawhi it isn't as big a deal as he originally thought we, we just don't know and ultimately like I'll just be happy you know if you guys are able to get him I'll be really happy that you know you're going to be able to watch him for a few years and honestly I think if the Raptors get bring him back I mean they're probably title favorites again next season I'd guess right yeah you would think unless like the, the Lakers get, get another star or whatever but yeah it would uh. be yeah god <laughs> although Jimmy Butler nuking the whole thing would be lovely uh, <laughs> oh yeah I um I yeah I agree I think like I do think a lot of the sort of the beef right now between like Clippers and Raps fans will dissipate and honestly I think a lot of it's mostly just jokes and maybe like being mm-hmm. perceived the wrong way and I, I do think ultimately as long as it's not the Lakers Raptors fans I think will move on and be fine with it like 
there are lots of reasons to be excited about Siakam, and they, again, the title. Everyone should be happy with the title for at least two years. <laughs> like, just continue celebrating for at least two years. Um, and so, I think if he goes to the Clippers, most people will eventually become like they'll, they'll come around on it. I think, and ultimately, I just want Kawhi to be happy. Like he brought us so much happiness yep. up here. Like, do you, man, be happy somewhere? It'd be nice if you were happy in Toronto. That'd be great. But if not, like the Clippers are an okay second option, and like. There'll be lots of reason to root for that team, right? Like, some people like Lou Williams. I don't particularly like Lou Williams, but some people like Lou Williams. Um, there's Shea, obviously. Mm-hmm. Love Shea. He's incredible. Canadian connection and all that stuff. Like, there will be reasons to root for the Clippers and be happy for Kawhi. You would hope that Kawhi can just destroy the Lakers at any opportunity as well. That'd be delightful. Um, it's it's not yeah. the end of the world if he goes there, considering the success of this past season. Obviously, it's different if they lose in the second round. It's way more doom and gloom, but I think the way it all panned out, the Raptors really can't lose here. Yes, they can lose Kawhi, but ultimately, like, the loss will not be nearly as bad as it could have been if things went a different way. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I think I'm going to leave it there. I got to go pick up my girlfriend because it's her last day of school and her class is full of stuff that we got to bring home. So I got to go pick her up. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds fun. Honestly, that sounds more fun than covering the Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I may even leave my phone at home for this uh, because, yeah, I got to stop looking at it. Uh, Robert, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. This uh, This was awesome. Where can people find your work? Uh, mostly on Clips Nation. I'm one of the co-managing editors there. I write a lot. Um, most of it should not be uh, too harmful to Raptors fans. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've written actually a lot about not Kawhi stuff. Uh, I also do some writing for Blazer's Edge. Um, and I think they should sign uh, Kyle O'Quinn, uh, the legend. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, and on Twitter, I'm at RichHomieFlom. I tweet far too much and far too many stupid things, but if you want to follow me, you can. Uh, and yeah, you know, this is fun, and, you know, I hope whatever it is, you know, we're able to move past this as a collective two fandoms uh, towards just hating the Lakers uh, forever and ever. <laughs> uh, that is for damn sure. Uh, hopefully we can do this again soon, man. We'll, uh, whether, if, they, if he does go to the Lakers, we can have a Lakers uh, pity party podcast where we just make fun of all the bad things they did for the last six years and revel in it before they go walk to the title. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and go pick up We the Champs uh, in stores right now. Myself and Alex Wong, commemorative book about the Raptors title season and in particular the playoff run where we dive deep on all the games. You can find it in stores at Indigo, Kohl's, wherever you get your books right now. In Canada, I believe it's in places in the States. I'm not sure what the Barnes & Noble. Is that a place down there? I think it's down there too. And you can also order it online, Amazon, Indigo, TriumphBooks.com as well. And uh, if you're in Hamilton, Ontario, or nearby, and want to go to Lime Ridge Mall, I went up there today and I signed about 20 copies and wrote little fun messages in there. Uh, honoring former Raptors. So if you want to get one of those special 20 copies, please go to Lime Ridge Mall, the Coles there, and pick up some books. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors, probably on Sunday if some stuff starts to go down. Uh, just keep an eye on the feed over the weekend. If anything breaks, we'll do a podcast. That's uh, that's my promise to you. And uh, if you're in Canada, have a great Canada Day weekend, too. I forgot. It's a long weekend. Hell yeah. All right. That's going to do it. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.